Hey everybody, it's Dr. Sam, and I'd like to welcome you to another iClarity podcast. We are at podcast 99, and I'm so glad that you joined us today. I'm actually broadcasting from my geodome in Tezuki, New Mexico. This is outside of Santa Fe, and uh, I'm glad you can join me. I have a couple of announcements I want to make before we start our show today. Uh, <clears throat> I'm going to be offering an online workshop in July. It's July 24th to the 26th. And uh, this is called the Vision Sanctuary Online Retreat. Now, in this immersion, this workshop, uh, what I'm going to be doing is guiding people on a pretty deep level uh, to improve their vision, their wellness. Uh, some of the topics include uh, physical eye therapy, uh, color therapy, sound healing. Uh, we're going to be doing some things with movement. And uh, I'm also going to be teaching a, a little course on how to use aromatherapy uh, to improve your vision and your health. We'll talk about nutrition and diet. And I find in these kinds of uh, immersions, it's what's needed to create enough momentum to make the changes that you're trying to make. You know, for many of you out there that have been diagnosed with eye conditions, um, it's very challenging to get information that actually is going to benefit you beyond using pharmaceutical drugs and surgery. And in this vision sanctuary, I'm going to be introducing a lot of my different protocols and it's going to be a combination of uh, science and um, um, experiential uh, things that we're going to be doing. So if you want to join us, uh, you can do so through the Eventbrite link uh, that's on my website or on social media uh, on Facebook, Instagram. Or you can just email us at hello at drsamburn.com and we can help you register. The other thing I want to say is that my web store has been open for about a month now. And for those of you listening today, if you would like to get some of my products and you use the discount code VISION2020, uh, you'll receive 20% off of any of the products that uh, that I'm presenting and uh, you know people are just responding so favorably to be able to get the the MSM eye drops again which are super moisturizing and they feel great uh, especially with all the digital time we're doing and uh, my my eye vitamin I've put that up there and I, I've uh, also created a microalgae form of astaxanthin uh, which is a very important carotenoid for macular health, retinal health, and of course the blue blockers. And the blue blocking filters uh, are really important if you're on digital devices. Uh, one of my patients uh, wrote me and said that using the blue blockers has really helped him reduce the glare when he's uh, writing on his uh, computer. And uh, so he's not feeling tired and uh, the eye strain that he was experiencing and also his sleep is better. So we know that blue light has a lot of negative effects uh, systemically, metabolically, and also in terms of our eye health. 
So you can do that at my website, www.drsamburn.com. And again, the discount co code VISION2020 uh, to receive your discount. Uh, we've also been contacted by a number of sponsors who would like to sponsor the show if you're interested. Contact us at hello at drsamburn.com and uh, we will uh, we'll talk to you about that possibility. And we also have an alliance program so that you can, uh, if you are a health practitioner uh, and you would like to carry my products in your practice, uh, contact us at hello at drsamburn.com. Okay, well, today's show is really interesting because I'm taking two questions. And the first question is from a gentleman who has really been suffering quite a bit with his vision. In fact, the, the, the suffering is so extreme that I want to read a little bit of <clears throat> what, he, um, what he wrote me. So he says that he's been dealing with dizziness and loss of sense of balance for about two years. And he feels like the eye doctors don't look beyond the eyes and the other doctors that he's seen don't look at the eyes at all. And so um, I'm gonna break this question down and make some comments about that. Uh, so let's start there. You know, our eyes are like our GPS system and you know, it's more than just reading the eye chart. When we <clears throat> go for an exam and we're sitting in a dark room uh, and the doctor is you know, using his or her machine and you're looking through that, it's actually very difficult to get an accurate reading on what your vision is. And vision is how the eyes and the brain and the body work together. Eyesight is how well we read the distance eye chart, but it's only one aspect of our vision. And in fact, it's such a small part of our vision that a lot of times your eyesight can be 20-20, but you can have tremendous vision problems. So in this particular case, uh, you need to find a doctor who's going to go beyond the eyesight reading and the eye health examination and start looking at your visual skills and how your eyes and brain and your body are working together or not working together. So dizziness can occur because you're not looking through your two eyes equally. And this creates an imbalance where you might either see double vision or the brain says, I'm just gonna shut off one of the eyes to avoid double. I'll go on with his comments. He says that I have hyperopia, which is farsightedness, and amblyopia, which is lazy eye. And this has resulted in esotropia. So that means uh, one or both of his eyes are crossing. And he's had this since childhood. Fortunately, he hasn't had surgery because when we do have eye muscle surgery, it actually creates even more confusion between the eye-brain connection, and the surgery doesn't work because when you do eye muscle surgery, uh, the eye tends to revert back to where it was uh, before the surgery because the brain is not involved in the process of learning how to use the two eyes together. So fortunately, he didn't have that. However, he is experiencing double vision, and he thinks it's related to the dizziness. Um, he's seen two ophthalmologists, three optometrists in the last two years. He did 32 weeks of vision therapy to try to correct the strabismus, and the vision therapy was unsuccessful, 
So he was prescribed 1.0 base out prisms. All right, so I wanna, I wanna highlight that for a minute because you know, there are doctors out there that are doing some form of physical eye therapy. And if it's eyeball related, so in other words, I'm more in the, the area of just let's train the eyes, uh, working with the eyes exclusively without including the brain and the body so that the person cannot internalize and integrate the whole person in the vision therapy, then it doesn't work. And this is one of the problems that it's a chronic problem that I see over and over again, that people do go for some form of holistic physical therapy, but unless you bring in the, the eye-brain connection so that it's a whole body uh, experience with the exercises, absolutely, he's just proven that it's not going to work very well. And so when we say whole body experiences, it might be doing things that involve your bilateral movement, how well your two sides of your body work in relation to your eyes, working with your balance, working with something called the primitive reflexes, which is a, a form of movement that actually helps uh, integrate the brain stem with the higher centers of the brain. So we're looking at more of a, a hierarchical form of physical therapy that's very inclusive with how our eyes integrate and work with our body. And in this particular case, if you don't do that, you're not going to make changes. And for most people, when they're prescribed a prism, the prism is like a crutch. And it does create more stabilization in the two eyes, but it doesn't allow an increase in learning a skill set of being able to use the two eyes together. I guess the metaphor would be, you know, if you had a problem with mobility in your arm, well, one of the things you could do is wear a cast or a splint over the arm, and it would certainly give that arm more support, but it's not gonna teach you how to strengthen and use the arm uh, more effectively. And so a, a splint or a cast is basically like a prism and it's not really gonna work. So he goes on to say that um, he did get prescribed the prism glasses with a pretty strong progressive prescription. And this is making me look through a fishbowl and I found them disorienting. So you know how I feel about progressive lenses. Basically, in this particular situation, here's a person that's already having difficulty using their two eyes together. And then you're asking them to aim their two eyes through a split of, of three different quadrants in the lens. It doesn't work because the optical system that you're asking the person to look through is very complicated. And if their skill set, if they've got, you know, coordination problems and lazy eye and, you know, these different things, then there is no way that they can bring their eyes through those progressive lenses and have any success. You have to start with using a single vision lens. You know, remember how I talk about the bigger the window you look through, the more peripheral vision you, you engage. And that peripheral vision is the, way, the place where you get three-dimensional vision, depth perception, better balance. So he's having balance issues and he's trying to tunnel his eyes through these 
tiny segments of the progressive lenses with a prism on top of that. Um, it just um, basically, you know, he's not really mean being met what in what he really needs. He's just being given some prescription that somebody is thinking, well, I give this to everybody, so let's give it to this person. So, of course, he's not going to have success with it. In fact, he writes, I have resumed wearing my non-prism lenses because they feel more comfortable. So I want to accent that for a minute because it's really important that if you wear any lens prescription, any lens prescription, that you take into account how do my eyes feel as it relates to my body. I know that's a, a simple concept, uh, but I bring in the body, soma, somatic awareness. And you see, when we evaluate the eyes, we must bring the body into the equation of whatever lens we're wearing. And if we're given a lens that tightens up our body or tightens up our eyes, the last thing we want to do is start ignoring that, uh, that awareness because when we do that, we're actually creating more stress in our nervous system, in our fascia, connective tissue, and it's moving us further away from improving our vision. And so that is a technique where, you know, sometimes it's better to go back to your old prescription without the prisms because it feels better. And of course, by making it feel better, uh, if you're getting some visual acuity, it actually may be a better prescription for you to wear uh, than trying to wear some complicated prism, progressive lenses where they're correcting you to a 2015 or 2020 reading. Okay, he goes on. My first physical therapist diagnosis was pressure on my optic nerve. So the occiput is back here and just so happens this is the vision center of the brain. Also, now this is from my, my cranial training and my body work experience, there is a very, very strong connection between our eyes, our eye muscles, and our cervical spine, uh, the muscles in the neck. Uh, if you explore, say, Feldenkrais or the Alexander Technique, those folks actually get the idea of how interrelated our neck muscles, our cervical spine, our occiput, how it relates to our eye muscles. I know in some craniosacral sessions, I've been able to soften the occipital movement as it relates to the neck and the strabismus actually reduces, okay? So the two eyes actually work better together and the eye muscles release their tension. So the physical therapist is um, making that connection. Okay, he goes on, since I've had the eye alignment issues all my life, it's hard for me to not keep thinking that's where the problem is. Yes, the problem in the neck, in the occiput. Now, what's really um, fascinating is I've tracked this with children who have had difficult births. They've either come out of the birth canal and uh, they, they've either had a forceps delivery, a breech delivery, uh, something called torticollis, where their neck is twisted in a certain way. And unless we do craniosacral therapy or some form of muscular skeletal release, that imprint starts getting um, embedded in the neck area and it starts affecting us even as an adult. And so 
I haven't really talked to this gentleman about if he knows anything about his birth history, but if I started to do craniosacral on him, I probably could feel that there was some birth trauma that happened in the neck. And this is the place where his strabismus, his amblyopia, his dizziness, and his balance issues started. So he goes on and he says, my uneducated theory on this is that I've had eye strain for a long time from my strabismus and even from my hyperopia, which is farsightedness. And this theory is due to the fact that the neck issues are related to my vision problems. Yes, I would say that that's, that's true. And then the last thing he talks about is something called a VNG test. <clears throat> and what the VNG test is, it's related to something called our vestibular system. Now, um, I did a video blog, blog series on the relationship between vertigo and our eyes. And in any balance situation, we've got our inner ear, which is called the vestibular system, and our visual system. They actually are married. They work together. And <clears throat> what he is talking about in the VNG test is a way to track somebody's uh, involuntary eye movements called nystagmus while they're turning or spinning. Uh, I call it the vestibular ocular reflex. And uh, it's a test that I learned many years ago when I was working in the hospitals and helping people with traumatic brain injury. And it's a way to assess the health of the inner ear, the vestibular system, as it relates to the visual system. So the vestibular and the visual need to work together for us to have proper balance and orientation. When there's an imbalance between the vestibular system and the visual system, yes, this creates disorientation, it creates dizziness, nausea. And so by improving the relationship between the vestibular system and the visual system, this is a way to begin to improve your balance and orientation. Now, um, beyond the scope of you know, the podcast and what I can do, because I've never evaluated this gentleman, some things that I can say would be, uh, I would definitely go to a functional medicine doctor and look at the biochemistry of this gentleman because most likely he's not getting enough antioxidants um, and there may be some inflammatory issues going on in the digestive area. Uh, there may be heavy metal toxicities. So, you know, I start there in terms of diet and nutrition because on a cellular level, if we are able to absorb our nutrients uh, efficiently and effectively, this gives our body more juice to make the changes we need to make in some of these therapies that we may be uh, embarking upon. But if we don't have the cellular mm, health, the cellular energy, you know, if the mitochondria are not working properly, then any therapy that we're exposed to, we are not as available to get the benefits. So that's the place that I would start. And then doing some whole body, uh, eye, brain, body, physical therapy would be a way to go. Maybe doing some things with each eye separately um, and then working with both eyes together. I definitely would stop using the progressive lenses and the prisms and go into some kind of a single vision lens for distance and maybe another one for reading. You know, 
one of the, I just uh, put this up on my Twitter last week, is that we think that one prescription works universally for everything. And that's actually not true. And as we learn the art of really using our vision properly, it's great to know that we might have a prescription for night driving. We might have a prescription for day driving. We might have a prescription for our digital time, which has the blue blockers in it. Uh, so that we use different prescriptions based on what the task is, what our demand, what we're being asked around our vision. This actually is another technique that helps you improve your vision even more. So uh, the last thing that I would say is definitely, definitely get into some body work with a, a, a skilled craniosacral therapist. I think that could go a long way in healing the birth trauma, releasing the neck muscles. That could have a very uh, positive effect on the strabismus that he's been dealing with, the double vision. And, uh, you know, it's a process, but um, just by contacting me, I think that um, now there's some illumination about going in a different direction because it is really frustrating when you have some kind of a vision problem and you go to all these practitioners and you're not getting any answers. I, I, I really get that. And um, <clears throat> that's one of the reasons why I do what I do because I feel like I offer an alternative voice that can be very helpful for people. All right, the next question I wanna take, this is actually a case, uh, this was somebody that I saw in person and he came to see me, he was diagnosed with dry macular degeneration and uh, he had had it for about three years. It's an interesting thing that he said during the first evaluation with me, he said, you know, I go to my eye doctor every six months and he checks my maculas and he says things are definitely getting worse even though in my mind, actually I see as well, if not better. And I've complained that I see better out of my naked eye than his glasses. And he just keeps telling me to wear the glasses and get used to them. I, I wear progressive lenses. And my only complaint is I don't see as well at night when I drive. Otherwise I can see very clearly when I read, when I work on digital devices and when I drive in the daylight. All right, well, the first red flag here is that if, and this is for anybody out there, if you've been diagnosed with any eye disease, and now we're talking macular degeneration, the macula makes up about 1% of the, of the retina where we see you know, detail and we have color vision. But when you're being asked to focus through a progressive lens and you've got, been diagnosed with macular degeneration, the bad news here is that it's only gonna induce more macular stress because that's really the only part of the eye that you're using. Remember, a progressive lens is getting you to focus through the center thread of the lens and everything else is, is excluded. So it's putting a lot of pressure on the, on the maculas to have to use the progressive lenses. Uh, in addition, um, if you uh, are wearing a prescription and you do see more clearly without the glasses, then most definitely, be proactive and say, you know, I'm not gonna use these because they are making my eyes having to work harder. So it was interesting during the exam because I had him put on those glasses and I actually gave him a, a lens to wear on top of the prescription and it reduced his prescription and lo and behold, he says, Dr. Byrne, I actually see more clearly with this combination. 
And, you know, I once did a research study when, when I had my regular practice and I was doing more, you know, eye exams. And I noticed that a very high percentage of people would come in and they were wearing a prescription that was too strong for them, too tight for them. And it has to do with the, the nature of the eye exam that it's going to, uh, the calculation that the doctor is going to get from the eye exam is definitely going to make your eyes super tight and give you the maximum prescription for distance. And I'm here to tell you, you don't need that for anything other than maybe driving, maybe night driving, but if you start wearing that lens, it's gonna weaken your eyes and pretty quickly. So um, what I did with him is I reduced the prescription, got him out of the progressive lenses, got him into the blue blockers. And another thing that he wasn't doing was um, supplementing himself with the carotenoids. And if you've got any macular issue, even if you don't, it's very important that the plant carotenoids, lutein and zeaxanthin, are included either in your diet or and or a supplement, and astaxanthin, which is a marine carotenoid, so that you're getting those carotenoids which support and nourish the macula. It's so important. And so we put him on both the supplement and I talked to him about his diet. Remember, in the plant carotenoids, those are the red, orange, yellow um, vegetables. Uh, also, you know, don't forget about your kale and spinach, also the green leafy vegetables. You know, I just go to the rainbow diet. Very, very important. And for the marine carotenoid, either you can do, again, my microalgae uh, uh, carotenoid, astaxanthin, or certain seafood that has the pink color uh, also contains the astaxanthin as well. But you want to include those with an overall general idea of getting your vitamin A, your B complex, your vitamin C, um, and of course, things like bilberry, quercetin, which is the flavonoid that's really great for retinal health, and your trace minerals. And I actually did a hair mineral analysis on them, and his mineral ratios were depleted off the charts. So, you know, we know our things like selenium, magnesium, chromium, zinc, very important trace minerals that act as a, a spark plug that get the cells working more efficiently. We put him on a very high dose of probiotics to help boost his microbiome. And uh, he actually really enjoyed the MSM drops as well as a way to hydrate and moisturize his eyes. And then we did some eye exercises and some of the ones that are on my eye clarity program, which you can get on my website, they're free. So I put him on that kind of a program for about, uh, what was it, three months. And he came back and in my examination, uh, I found that his visual acuity was better. His ampsular grid was, was uh, there wasn't the distortion anymore. Um, and he said his eyesight was just really, really clear. So I sent him back to his regular eye doctor and the doctor did a dilated exam and uh, also uh, an OCT test, did some other photography. And the doctor was like, wow, you know, your macular degeneration uh, miraculously is going away. It's like, I'm not seeing the drusen as much and the maculas look intact, the, the photos look better. And of course, he's 69 years old. He's, uh, you know, he's starting a second career as a fitness trainer 
And I mean, he's super pumped, super psyched that he's not going to lose his eyesight. In fact, he's now on a, a curve where he's actually doing even better and better and better. And he's only using his glasses now uh, just for reading. So he is thrilled. And it just goes to show you that you can uh, improve your eye health even when you get these diagnoses by doing some of these holistic complementary things. And it's an integrative approach. It isn't just one or two things. Sometimes it's a synergy of using many different techniques. So ladies and gentlemen, um, I hope that that's helpful. Uh, that's all the time that we have for today. Uh, I wanna thank you for tuning in to our podcast. Uh, we are uh, broadcasting both on the video form on social media and also the audio form through Apple and Spotify, my website, drsamburn.com. If you've got questions, please send them to me either at hello at drsamburn.com or appointments at drsamburn.com and I'll do my best to answer them. And I wanna thank you for taking the time to joining us today. I really appreciate your participation. So uh, until next time, everybody, uh, take care. You're listening to a podcast with Dr. Sam Byrne. To learn more about his seminars and workshops, visit his website, www.drsambyrne.com. The Byrne Method is a trademarked signature of Dr. Sam Byrne for his workshops, seminars, books, and DVDs. The information presented in this podcast is in no way intended as a substitute for receiving professional medical care. The design and purpose for this podcast is to provide information for educational purposes only. Dr. Byrne and his guests have no liability or responsibility to any person or entity for loss, damage, injury caused, or allegedly caused through the information, exercises, suggestions, explorations, or written responses presented in this podcast. Dr. Byrne is not a medical authority and his guests are not qualified to diagnose or treat any disease or health problem. This podcast is not a substitute for medical care. Dr. Byrne's information is only his personal opinion. If you have any health problem, please seek medical care for whatever condition you may have.